Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. I'm in a period of emotional upheaval. Let's have all the, oh, I don't care crap. A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm going to steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Wing, rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Terramont Plus. As we bring the first full week of 2020 to a close, I would like to publicly state that I hope the rest of the year is more efficient than this past week. You mean... This week for me has been filled with things that should take five minutes and end up taking 45. Do you think maybe that's a lesson in patience? <laughs> I, I don't know what it's a lesson in, but the latest one was right before we sat down to do the show. I went to print out some stuff we were going to talk about and the printer just decides that like the print head doesn't work or something. And it tells you, it gives you like these 12 steps to try to fix it. Mm -hmm. I did all 12, which took like 20 minutes or 30. I don't know how long. And then when I got to the end, it, it said, uh, you know, whatever, restart, whatever. So then I Googled and every comment on the internet is, oh, don't even bother. Like when your print head goes... <laughs> Did you just do it? And then people are yeah, even, those print heads, man. They're they're a real problem. And when and the thing is with printers, like the print head costs as much as a new printer that's almost as good as the one that we have now. Yeah. So the upside is you get a new printer. Right. Yes. There is always an upside. The upside means living in gratitude, finding the positive in every experience, and helping other people do the same. You are now part of the movement. Welcome to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. My name is Jeff Dollar, and today I am grateful for the beautiful fluid ink that flows from a Tool brand pen. Oh, nice. I, my name is Kelly Deller and I am grateful for good friends. The, uh, the, the pen. I got a little too excited about the ink there and then it kind of threw me off. I was you, like, oh yeah, that is a really good one. You got to admit that's a good pen, it's right? It's a great pen. You know, when you get, I, I remember when I worked at the radio station, if you get a good pen, you guard it with your life. Yeah, you do. And then somebody would come into the studio and say, oh, let me use your pen and pick it up. And then you watch that thing like a hawk. They are not leaving the room with it. it. Used to drive me crazy. You know what you do is you get a crappy pen and in addition to your nice pens. And, and when someone's hands, like, can I borrow a pen? You hand them the crappy one. I think I said it right. It's T-U-L with two little dots over the U. It's like some Ikea brand. I mean, it's not Ikea, but it's like some. Swedish. Swedish, some weird, like it's probably like or something, you know, where you got to grunt when you're saying it. But it's a type of pen and oh man, it's so good. And we just got a new box of them. Wait, how long so have you been using those? Because I learned of them from Jeff. Jeff had them, I think, when we started dating. Yeah, I've uh, used that pen as much as I can for probably the five or six years. Yeah. Nothing so, beats a good pen though, because then you you're like your handwriting looks better. Yep. It just writes easier. I mean, good pens. And what I was shocked by is I posted a picture of the pens 
on Instagram in my Insta story. And so many people knew about them and agreed with me. Oh, really? Yes. Nice. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, so I'm grateful for pens. I'm also in great, I'm also grateful for embracing what I think many people might consider a flaw. And I think up until today, I probably would have considered it a flaw or yesterday rather. Okay. So first tell me what the former flaw is and then tell me why the change. Putting things off to the last minute. I had to give a presentation to the Buckhead Business Association. It's like a networking group of Atlanta area businesses and they meet Thursday mornings. So, uh, and they have guest speakers. So they invited me to come in and be a guest speaker. And they wanted me to talk about life since getting fired. Mm -hmm. And I have, you know, being working in radio for so many years, I have a couple of like, I use finger quotes, like speeches Speeches. Uh or talks, presentations, presentations ready to go, whether like if I'm talking to, to clients and, you know, need to let them know who I am, or uh, if I get invited to talk about keep moving forward, stuff like that. So I have some things available, but a lot has changed in the past several months. So I needed to modify it. And Last night, the night before last, before I was giving a doing the the, the night before I had to give the presentation, <laughs> I was thinking like, okay, what am I going to talk about? And it just wasn't coming to me. Mm-hmm. And I said in my head, "You do this all the time; it will all fall into place tomorrow. It always does. Like it's almost like." I need to feel the day before I can put together what I'm doing, Mm -hmm. right? I get that. And it used to drive me crazy because it made me feel unprepared, but I'm not unprepared. Mm. I'm just so prepared that I can do it at the last minute. So I did. I got up this morning or yesterday morning at 4.45 in the morning and the, the presentation was at 7.30 and I spent an hour I spent a few minutes thinking about it. And then while I was taking a shower, it just all started to fall into place. And I'm like, here's the order I'm going to do. Here's the angle I'm going to take. Here's the thing. Boom. I did it. I think it was a home run. Would you talk about how long was it? I don't know. 30 minutes, maybe. Okay. Um, And the, the topic was keep moving forward inspired, but it was the lessons that I learned through getting fired that sustained me and allowed me to continue and do this business. Like obviously keep moving forward. If you've heard that speech before, especially in times of transition, you always want to keep moving forward. Mm -hmm. So losing your job is obviously a big time of transition. So I talked about how I just, I never paused. I never stopped. I just went right from doing the radio show to planning the podcast to launching the podcast to here we are. Mm -hmm. Um, I talked about uh, living and existing in a way where you are overall proud of how you conducted yourself so that you don't have any regrets after the fact. Like, I don't, like, I, 
when I look back at my time at, at Star, despite all the personal drama that happened surrounding my departure, there's not one thing I would have done differently. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a different, there's, yeah, I wish I would have said things differently or acted differently in meetings or not fought for this or fought harder for that, those things. But as an overall, I am proud of the way that right. I. So I talked. You should about, be. I talked about that, I, and I had like seven points that my index cards are right there, so close, but so far away. Um, but I didn't do it until that morning, and I think it went really well. I have something that I used to think was well. No, I have this thing about turning your weakness into a superpower, and I feel like I've done that with a couple of things in my life. And someone messaged me this week and said, will you talk more about that? And what I mean is I was talking earlier this week about how sensitive I am and how I have been told frequently just by random people, not anybody super significant. Oh, you're being too sensitive or, Oh, you're very, you're overly sensitive or you're more sensitive than most people or who do you think what, which, Living creature is more sensitive. You or our dog Lily? Definitely Lily. I mean, Lily is it's she's so sensitive, it's adorable. I could be very cute. I could be yelling at the printer and she will run and stand (laughs) next to Callie and like peek around her legs. And then the minute I walk away from, you know, the offensive mean printer, she'll come over to me and be like, Are you okay? She like will. Lean, she's lean against me. Is everything? Was that printer mad at you? Do you want me to bite it? She's, she's super intuitive dog. So, uh, so you would be the second most sensitive thing in this household. Then. Yes. Okay. And I used to think that was a weakness, like I needed to toughen up, or I don't know. But here's the thing: you can flip that around and figure out how to use something that might be considered a weakness or a shortcoming or whatever, and turn that into a superpower. And I think I've done that with the sensitivity because the way I see it now, and this is what I was talking to this um, Instagram friend about, is I've realized that there's value in sensitive people. Oh, a thousand percent, yes. And being an empath and being able to really emotionally connect with people. And that has served me so well in our relationship and also at work. Because you, well, yeah. Like that sensitivity has what is what makes me good at my job. And I think you have a job because you work in media. I worked in media where a toughness and a resilience is almost expected or there's a lot of it. There's a lot of like, because it's so, it's such a competitive media is such a competitive industry industry. Mm -hmm. And you, there's not a lot of room for compassion, right? There's not a lot of room for, well, there's not a lot of time for it. Right. You know what I mean? It's a business of like, okay, let's get this done. Let's move. Let's move. It's well, not especially in your side of it. Cause you work live in, television. In, in live TV news. So guess what? Every five minutes is completely different. And I'm not, look, I'm not saying I'm sensitive and I cry at work every day. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is realizing, Hey, I'm sensitive, but I can relate to people really well. So how do I use that? And I think when people are, um, you know, I'm, I'm speaking at my high school in a couple of weeks and I've been thinking about what I'm going to say to these high school kids. And I think a lot of people pick their job 
and then figure out what they're good at. But I think it should be the other way around. Like, okay, so you're really sensitive. Pick a job that you can use that in. You know what I mean? And I would tell, you know, high schoolers that I would tell, um, well, anybody that, but I will tell our kids that when they're old enough, you know, figure out what you're good at, then decide. Cause people are like, I'm going to be a doctor or whatever you're going to be. But, you, s- but if you don't have any compassion, that's going to be a tough. Well, I feel I have a whole theory about this. Do you want to hear it now? A whole theory about doctors? No, a whole philosophy about choosing, choosing your. Yeah, let's hear it now. I think it's like okay. now, once you said what you just said, that's why you're so good at your job, at this job that you have now and the job you had before that, because both environments that, you, that you've you worked in are so intense and fast moving. And by intense, I don't mean negative. And if you're new to the show, um, I have, I managed bands for seven years and then now I am an assistant to a TV personality. And so it, it Callie's job now is working around news that is constantly like nonstop, right? Mm-hmm. Like constant input and fa- everything's fast moving. Your job before that, when you worked with the bands was, uh, everything was like on a tight schedule bands. you like, you got to be on stage at eight 45. You got to be off stage at 10 45. The buses leave at 1 AM and, and there's a um, 1 million details and everybody's like just Mm-hmm. harried to get it done and you come in with all your emotions and stuff and you still get it done but you balance out the intensity of the environments you're in oh that's a good compliment thank you you're welcome my philosophy that's why you're so good at both of those jobs my philosophy is so i read this book years ago it's called strengths finder not years last year it's called strengths finder <laughs> and one of the first things it says is like why are we telling our kids they can do anything You know what I mean? Like nurture and foster what they're good at instead of telling them to shoot for things that they will struggle with their whole life. Right. And it got me thinking there's kind of two paths that we all can choose. There's path A, which is you figure out what you're good at. Then you figure out what part of what you're good at you love. Then you figure out how to turn that into a job, which I think is awesome because there are going to be people that don't have your innate strength that are also in that field. And you're going to be always ahead of those people and not struggling with it because you are innately talented at that. I, there was a group of people where, when I went and I don't know if this is still the the case in the world, in the world, but when you go to Cali went to private school. So the expectation is everybody leaves private school, goes on to college. Mm -hmm. Um, in public school, I went to public school, you would either, you would leave school and you either get a job immediately. Mm-hmm. You go to like a trade a, school, a college, you would go to either community college or you would go to a college four year college, mm-hmm. or you would go into like some sort of vocational training, like a trade school. And there were people who looked down on that vocational training. And if you go back and Look, like I'll bet the people who went to like HVAC repairing school, I don't know what it's called, or like learn how to fix a car school, I guess mechanic school or whatever, mm-hmm. like the trades, 
are probably, especially if they got into like a union up in New York, like are making a ton of money. Well, and if you're good at it, that's how you get into business. Like people like that, if you're better than most people at that, that's how people become CEOs of companies because they start somewhere and then they learn, 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 but they're always playing off their strengths. Now, I'm not saying it's impossible to do something you're bad at and succeed, but that's the B group. Like the A group, the A choice is there. The B choice is you pick something you love that you're not good at, but that you just want to do. But here's the thing. When you're jumping into that, you're jumping into a pool where there's a lot of people that are going to be innately better than you. So you will have a much harder climb always than everybody else in that group. So to me, like A is totally for me. And there are some people that are like, I'm going to crank, 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 crank. Um, but I think it's always an uphill battle, you know, because yes. um, there's so many competitive people in whatever space you go into that are innately good at things. And if you're not what, you know, you're just, it's going to be a struggle. So and that's kind of what I think. What made me think of the, the whole vocational school thing is because I remember there was a kid in the class ahead of me and I just read this on Facebook. He was in the class ahead of me and his parents were insistent that he go to school for whatever his dad did, mm-hmm. like accounting or some classroom learned whatever. So let's just say it's accounting. I hate that, by the way, when people are like, oh, I did this. You must do this. Like, right. hey, kid, hey, Jeff and Callie's future kids, you have to be podcasters. They went, so they were insistent and he went to school and he struggled and he did all that. But when he was in high school, he was the dude, if you bought a cheap beat up car, he would go with you to the pull apart junkyard buy chunks of engines and stuff and then so good at it put it back together and he could do it blindfolded with one arm tied behind his back and the car would run better than it did when it was new see that's he is is since left the accounting accounting, yeah and now owns like four repair shops or body shops in upstate New York and is crushing it that's what I'm saying that is the power of choosing the a path uh you know Yeah, that's just my two cents. But it's something I've come to realize really in the past two weeks. uh, And I think that's a really powerful thought. Without a doubt. Absolutely. Um, Hey, if you uh, did not get the tickets to my comedy show that you were hoping for for uh, Christmas, well, there are still tickets available to two of the shows. I think the early show in Lawrenceville is almost completely sold out. There might be a couple, like one seat here, one seat there, but the early show in Lawrenceville doesn't have many tickets left at all. The late show has tickets available in Lawrenceville and in Marietta on Valentine's day, uh, there are tickets available. Now this show does sell out every single year. Um, so get your tickets now. But I wanted to to just remind you, because I haven't talked about it, it's Valentine's weekend. Uh, the Marietta show is on Valentine's Day. The Lawrenceville shows are on Saturday the 15th. And you can get all the details sent right to your phone just by texting the word jokes to 800-434-5454. That's jokes to 800-434-5454. And the links to buy tickets will come right to your phone. It's me. It's my friends, Lace and Jared, who are married. Uh, And then it's going to be my friend, Steve Donovan, who I went to college with, who's coming down from Boston. So Callie's going to love his accent. I'm going to love it. I love a good, well, I was going to say Northeast, but it's not. I mean, 
it's it, the Boston. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it is north. It's northeast. Well, it's northeast, Boston, but it's Providence. not New York. Right. It's, it's. Well, if you're from the northeast, New York's not the northeast either. The northeast is Boston, Rhode Island, Vermont. Oh, okay. So then the Northeast. I love Northeast accent. Maine. Uh, So he's coming down. And then um, our friend Chrissy is going to do five minutes at the start of the Marietta show. My best friend Chrissy. She's hilarious. Um, And we've got a bunch of other special guests. So we'd love to have you there. Text the word jokes to 800-434-5454. And um, I'm just going to say this now. uh, We're looking at possibly doing a recording, a podcast recording. Maybe at the Marietta show, like before the comedy show. And Who's then we? Us. Oh, this and is then, news to me. <laughs> and then we talked about it a long time ago. We just never did anything with it. And then also, um, I know there are a group of single people planning a meetup on the Valentine's That's Day night. That's awesome. One, and they're all going to get tickets and come to the Valentine's, the Marietta show Perfect. together. So anyways, uh, we'd love to see you there. Details online, callieandjeff.com or jokes to 800-434-5454. The first thing I think about when I think about vitamins is what a hassle, how complicated, and I don't know what I need to be taking. But Care Of is going to take all of that off of your plate. Here's what you're going to do. You're going to go to take care of You're going to fill out a survey. They'll ask you questions about your life and what you're trying to accomplish, your goals, um, you know, all all those kind of things. And they will send you a month's supply of vitamins that are specific for you. They'll send you a packet for each day and it has your name on it. It has an upside quote on it. I absolutely love it. And it's just an easy way to do vitamins. It simplifies it and gets you everything you need sent to your door so you never have to think about it. For 50% off your first care of order, go to takecareof.com and enter the code upside50. That's 50% off your first care of order. Go to takecareof.com. Enter the code UPSIDE50. When it comes to building a better mattress, Brooklyn Bedding literally owns it. American-made mattresses in their very own state-of-the-art factory in Arizona where they build a mattress just for you. John and Rob Merwin are two brothers. They started out 25 years ago in Phoenix learning everything they could learn about building a quality sleep solution. And John's wife, Kristen, encouraged them to expand nationwide. So they took a calculated risk and they pioneered the bed in a box and they shipped their first mattress online in 2008. Today, every mattress they sell is handcrafted on demand, delivered directly to your door. Now, if you're wondering why they're called Brooklyn Bedding when they're based in Phoenix, the company is actually named after their second child. It's not named after the first child because her name begins with a K and that doesn't sound as good as Brooklyn Bedding. As a family-owned company, they always take your sleep experience personally. Every mattress comes with a 120-night free trial and a 10-year warranty. As one of our loyal listeners, you get 25% off. That includes all mattresses and sleep accessories using the promo code UPSIDE25, and they'll throw in free shipping. Upside 25 at brooklynbedding.com to get your best ever sleep at a factory direct price. Now, we are supposed to read that copy verbatim. And then that's just some of the things some of the advertisers choose, but we have a mattress from Brooklyn bedding. And I said to Jeff, I'm like, okay, I'm willing to try. Have, before you just go too far down the road, this is, that was the last day we're going to read that copy verbatim. Oh, never mind then. <laughs> 
I mean, you can. Were you going to talk about how great the mattress is? Yeah. Yeah, they're going to they're going to let us do that in the next. Oh, good. Okay. But they just wanted us sleeping on it for a couple of weeks. Yeah, and I said to Jeff, um, I was like, okay, it's because we loved our mattress, and me especially. We brought it from the lake, best bed ever. I was so excited about it. Then you know, Brooklyn Betting was interested. And I said, well, have them send us a mattress and Jeff, I'll give it a couple of nights, but I'll, I'm I'm not, I don't think I'm going to be into it. So we agreed that for three nights, we would sl- sleep on Brooklyn Betting and try that mattress. We'd put our amazing mattress in the guest room. And that was how long ago? Uh, close to a month. And what's, no, 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 longer than that. Six weeks ago. I don't remember. Yeah. And De- how long? December was a blur. <laughs> yeah. So it's been six weeks now. And where is the bed we used to love? Uh, it's standing by to go down to the basement as soon as I can get somebody to come over to the house and help me move it to the basement. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. All right. There, uh, there's a thing happening apparently, and I want to make sure Callie, you have no interest in participating in it. I saw this online and thought, yeah, and I'm all, I'm like raw women go like he really is do all the things break all the glass ceilings, press all the boundaries, change the world, run the world. I think the world would be a great place if women ran the whole thing. I I think, why not? Let's give it a shot. For a lot of years, men have run everything. Let's let the women do it. But for the love of God, do not make January a thing. I've never heard of this. Oh, it is. Apparently, it is a movement of women not shaving. And I know this goes against the whole empowerment thing I just said. I'm aware of that. But I just don't want to climb in bed and rub up against your prickly little thing because my legs are (laughs) hairy and we'll stick together like Velcro. Have you ever laid next to me when I have had hairy legs? No. Exactly. But I've also never known that January is a thing. Yeah, I didn't. Is it a... um, is it sending a message no, or is it just like, oh, I'm lazy? It's just like, hey, you know what? We shave our legs for 11 months out of the year for, you know, all the time and blah, blah, blah. Shaving shaving is one of those things that people just love to talk smack about. And I'm not going to lie to you. Same thing with contacts. Like, do you remember a decade ago when everyone was getting laser hair removal and everyone was um, getting, what was the second thing I said? Contacts? Oh, yeah. Getting LASIK. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I, honest to God, I have zero problem with shaving. And I have zero problem with putting in my contacts every day. I, like, I not enough to get procedures done for either. It just does not bother me that much. And I do love going to bed with, like, it feels good to go to bed with a clean shave. I um will. I also never have had a problem with contacts. And LASIK endorsements in radio are really popular. Like the, a lot of LASIK doctors will approach radio DJs and yeah. say, hey, will you do a commercial for us if we will operate on your eyes for free or laser your eyes or whatever they do? And I would always say that I wasn't interested because I'm not bothered by putting in contacts or even wearing glasses. And I know that 999 times out of 1,000, that procedure is completely safe. But if I'm not bothered putting contacts in, why would I What's take the, the one of a thousand chances? Um, I, Even if it's one out of 10,000, it just doesn't bother me that yeah, much. Yeah, it's just, yeah, me either. So it's it's funny that you said that. Also, I don't know anyone that's had LASIK that has not had a single issue with it. 
Oh, really? Mm-hmm. My mom had a horror, had to have it redone. One of my coworkers got a um, uh, not an eyeball hernia. Maybe is that a thing? An eyeball hernia. Basically, when they did the LASIK, there was like oxygen. Are you thinking of an ulcer? Ulcer, corneal ulcer. Thank you. An eyeball hernia. <laughs> What? Is I'm tired. It's I, we're recording this at the end of my day, so I'm sorry. <laughs> um, Eyeball <laughs> anyways, hernia. I just have, yeah. It's like it was my favorite band anyways. when I was in college. Eyeball hernia. Eyeball hernia. So, anyways, but uh, I did. Jeff found it so funny that I was talking on my Instagram stories yesterday, two days ago. I have been putting my best of 2019, like my best finds. I've used them for months and months or some products for over a year. And then I'm saying, based on my personal approval, these are the best of the best. And the Billy Razor was on my list. Um, and I talked about that on the show before. Are you going to keep doing that? Well, okay. The Billy Razor thing. Didn't you say that that was one of the most popular things you mentioned last year? No, it wasn't one of the most popular. It was my, these are it. These things I'm doing on Instagram are my favorite products from the whole entire year. Right. But what didn't you, where, like you I were said talking, it's the best beauty product I bought all year. Right. But people love it also because people were buying it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, um, are you going to bring back the weekly review of something that pops up on your social you know, media feeds? I wasn't going to, cause I never got any feedback positive or negative about it. And then I took a poll the other day and I got a lot of feedback that you want it back. So I didn't know that you liked it that much. So of course I will come back and do that again. And honestly, it's been good for us because that's how third love found out about our show. That's how Rothy's found out about our show. So when I like something, you know, I guess it's good opportunity for maybe a company to buy us. That said, Billy Razors, you may pay me to advertise for you and I would love you, to. You like them that much? Yeah, I love it. Okay. I think it's great. It's nine bucks okay. and it's shipped to your door. And we all know that I'm in this phase of like, what can I have shipped so I don't have to leave my house? Um, it's funny that Callie is so into that yet. She, for your hatred of Alexa his, I think. Why would you say that? Now she's on and everyone who is listening to this at home is mad at you. That's right. Sorry about that. Your hatred of the home robot, I think is spreading to her because I heard you trying to hear the notification earlier today in the she kitchen. She does not like me. I'm telling and you. Callie was arguing with her. I was not arguing with her. <laughs> I asked what the notification was and she was like, I'm sorry. I don't recognize no. your voice. She said, are you Jeff? That's what she said. She and did. when I say that this is the other woman in our relationship, this is why, this is why I don't like her because I feel like she's rude to me. She makes <laughs> Jeff laugh. She's like, I'm sorry. Are you Jeff? And then Jeff is like, Hey, what's the notification? And she's like, Oh, Hey Jeff, here's your notification. I'm like, Kawa. It makes Callie so annoyed. It annoys she'll, me. She'll say, uh, in, in, when, if she's getting ready for bed at night, she'll yell into whatever room I'm in and she'll say, hey, what's the weather supposed to be like tomorrow? To which I immediately ask her, the robot, our home robot, my assistant, I'll say to her, what's the weather for the next three days? And then she says it and I can hear Callie grumbling. She's like, I could have done that. I mean, I could have, if I wanted it from that, but why wouldn't you just do, why wouldn't you ask her? 
Because she's mean. She's not to mean. To me. She's just, you and her just don't see eye to eye. On no, things. we don't. I went down a Cali rabbit hole today and it was started by a news story. And I think that all of my 90s kids are going to be very excited about this. Okay. <laughs> I was like waiting for you to ask me what it was. Oh, okay. What, what are they all going to be excited about? <laughs> okay. So we heard last year that Supermarket Sweep was coming back, which in my opinion is one of the greatest game shows of all time. Like really? 90s game shows are not like our game shows now because people are lazy now. The game I, shows of the 90s were all physical. They were all involved. I mean, people running down grocery aisles with grocery carts. Like, what is more entertaining than that? Is that the one? Golden Hams. Was, super, <laughs> was Supermarket <laughs> Sweep the one hosted by Mark Wahlberg, but not the Mark Wahlberg? It was another Mark Wahlberg? It was Wahlberg. Mark. Yeah, whatever his name is. And it's funny because when I was going down my rabbit hole of these 90s game shows, he hosted like 15 different game shows. I mean, he was the oh, really? host. For game shows. What else was big on your list in the 90s? Double Dare. I remember Double Dare, yeah. With like the families uh -huh, and, yep. which is so funny. because that you, Was that Mark Summers? Did Mark Summers host Double Dare? I think so. Okay. Um, Mark Summers, that's who I was thinking of. Is that oh, who you were thinking of? Mark, no. Not Walk, Mark Wahlberg, Mark Summers? No, I was thinking of Mark Wahlberg. That's, oh. why, that's why I said Mark Wahlberg. Oh. he's There's a guy, Mark Wahlberg, who's Mark Wahlberg, but not Mark Wahlberg. It's oh. not good vibrations like Anyways. Wahlberg. Uh, where in the world is Carmen Sandiego? D don't even remember that show. What? Yeah. Did you never watch that? I watched the TV show, but I don't remember a game show. Yeah, but it is. Oh, no, 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 no. It's a game. It was a game show in the 90s. Oh, it was? Yeah, with kids and they would have, yeah, the gumshoes. Listen, oh. gumshoes. Okay. Here's your assignment. Uh, Nickelodeon Guts. I remember that. Remember that with yep. like the woman that had the British British accent. Mark L. Wahlberg is uh, the game show host. He uh, hosts Antiques Roadshow. Um, do 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 do. Hold on. Look up the other guy because he hosted everything. Yeah, the other uh, Mark. Trivial Pursuit, CMT's Chance to Dance. Uh, yeah. Oh, and uh, excuse me. He's the host of Temptation Island. Oh. Maybe that's not who I'm thinking of. No, you're thinking of, look up the other guy that you said. Mark Summers? Yes. He was the host for all of the hot 90s game shows. Mark Summers is an American uh, known for hosting Double Dare. Yep. Unwrapped on the Food Network. I didn't see that. Um, What would you do? I don't remember that one. Do you? Lily remembers that from the 90s. Uh, what else? I thought he hosted another one on my list, but you want me to keep going? Um, yeah, go ahead. Okay, so Nickelodeon Guts, and that one was like super physical. Shop Till You Drop. That's I, the other one that Mark did. Yep, I remember, remember? Shop Till and You they Drop. Used to have, remember they used to have the big boxes and the little boxes all wrapped, but you could open the top. I always thought that was so cool. Yep. That you could open the top of a wrapped gift, and it was like the fake mall. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, I really, here's oh, what I, he also hosted Scrabble, Super Password, To Tell the Truth, Win, Lose, or Draw, Hollywood Squares. I'm so, telling yeah. you, he was the host. Yep. Um, I know you'll know this one, Singled Out. Yep. I remember that. Jenny, Jenny McCarthy. McCarthy was like the hottest thing ever. And 
that show. I I feel like if we watched that show now, we would watch it like cringing. Do you remember um uh what was the other MTV dating one where it was like speed it was the original speed dating type of thing where you could get buzzed. The dating game? Is that what? Because that's yeah. on my list too. Is that what it was called? The dating game is the one where there's like three people nope. on one side of the wall, and then this, okay. this is where you go on one date, but like they would set you up, and you would be in, like you would go into a room, and the person you're dating was sitting there, and at any point they could just hit a button, and you just have to get up and walk out. Oh, I vaguely, so it's basically, like I vaguely remember that I'll MTV look. used to be brutal. I don't know if they're still that cruel, but they it, they were yeah. There was a lot of raunchy television in the 90s on MTV. Uh, what was the one that was no whammies, no whammies, no whammies, stop? Remember that one? No. You don't press your luck? No clue. Sale of the century? No. Tic-tac-doe? No. Hollywood Squares? I never watched Hollywood Squares, but I know it. Those were all um, the big ones that like my mom would watch, and I remember, I remember those. Anyways. So you know that these shows are on YouTube. So you can watch. I caught myself watching like an hour of the 90s version of Supermarket Sweep. Anyways. Uh, here's some shows that are on MTV right now, I think. Um, X on the Beach. Uh, date My Mom. Ew. Yeah. Um, that one's been around for a while, I think. The Date My Mom one. I'm oh, sure. no. There was a show in the early 2000s on MTV that was um, where the parents would choose who you're going on the date with. Oh, I remember, remember? that one. Yep. Okay. So now I think we've reached a point of um, being a boring podcast. Oh, remember all these? Dismissed. That's what I was thinking of. Oh, it wasn't a buzzer, though. They would just say, Next. That was next. Oh. <laughs> uh, and you remember Room Raiders? Oh my gosh. Room Raiders was so weird. Yep. That MTV is like borderline. They would not be able to get away with those shows now. Room Raiders, where you go into someone's yeah, and you, room. And you go through all their stuff. Yes, so weird. You know what's funny about that is that if somebody raided our room now, our bedroom is so boring. There's nothing in there that's like... You know, provocative. Well, you know, when it was like teenagers, yeah, they'd have like, you know, teen magazine stuff on the wall and like the, you know, it was just not puka shell necklace. I don't know. <laughs> I don't like puka shells. Next. Thank you for listening to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. Please make sure you've subscribed so you never miss an episode of The Upside. We can't let this week come to a close without letting Callie give a shout out to her new best friend in the world. Oh my gosh. I have such an Instagram crush on another dog. Sorry, Lily and Sadie. Named Raider. And Raider is a drug detection dog. She's a black lab. She is the cutest thing ever. And she has an Instagram account, a really successful Instagram account. And what did you send her? I sent her a pin that ironically got there, like as soon as you mailed it. And I sent her a sticker for her crate. And so in her canine crate in the back of the police car, there is a live for the upside sticker that she has. And she's wearing the pin on her vest. 
And Callie yeah. is so excited that her and Raider are friends. And I want to, I still have this idea. I want to do, because Callie notoriously loses things constantly. Her phone, her keys, everything. Not loses, temporarily misplaces. Right. So what I want to do is I want Callie and Raider to both stand at the front door of our house and we need to hide something for Raider to detect in this house, like like some weed or something, like stash it somewhere. And on the count of three, you both run in and to see who can find their item first. You would have to find your <laughs> keys and Raider would have to find the hidden drug. You know. Raider would beat me for sure. Right. Um, anyways, if you want to follow Raider, she is so cute. Her handler has the best Instagram account for her and shows kind of her day-to-day life as a police dog. It's really cute. ADPS underscore K9, like the number nine, underscore Raider. R-A-I-D-E-R. And she is a girl and she has the best Instagram account. And Jeff will put that in the show notes for you. I just wanted to call. I was listening to this morning's episode, and I just had to pause it whenever you were talking about, Jeff was talking about how you guys talk about nothing, like it's the show of nothing, and I laughed because, first off, it's not about nothing. It's a whole movement, and I absolutely love it, but also, I work at a very stressful job, and I listen to the show every single morning, and it just grounds me, and it's so relaxing. And I just feel like we're just sitting around talking, like I'm sitting there with you talking. And I absolutely love that aspect of the show. So please keep rambling on about furniture, about emails, about everything, because I absolutely love it. This is my zen time in the morning. Love you guys. Bye. If you've been thinking about talking to a counselor, BetterHelp might be able to help you. And I know it's a scary thing to try to start the process of finding a therapist you love, but that's why BetterHelp is trying to make it a lot easier for you. So you can go to BetterHelp.com dot com slash upside. You'll take um, a questionnaire that'll ask you about your life, what your preferences are, and they will match you with a licensed professional counselor. There's over 3,000 across all 50 states on there, and you don't have to leave your house. They'll connect to you via text, via phone, via FaceTime, any of that kind of stuff. So you don't have to leave your house and you can get in touch with someone. And if you don't like who they match you with, you can easily switch to someone else. So right now they're giving you 10% off your first month with discount code upside betterhelp.com slash upside and then enter the discount code upside at checkout to get that 10% off. And if you've been thinking about therapy for a while, or you want to dip your toe into the water, this might be a really great start for you. That's betterhelp.com slash upside. Oh my gosh. This is Brimit. I've spoken to you before, uh, but <laughs> can do downside. You have killed me with this call with the insurance company. I had to deal with uh, Capital One a few months ago with a, something similar. They said they wouldn't talk to me, and I did the exact same thing. I wrote a letter to the CEO and told them I'd be closing all my accounts if they didn't get back to me by a certain date, and of course they did that. Uh, but the biggest thing is they weren't letting their employees use common sense. That is all. Hope you're having a great day. Thanks. Hey, Callie and Jeff. This is Kennedy and Crystal. 
I just wanted to let you guys know what a fantastic job you guys are doing. Keep up the good work. I am finally caught up on every single episode. It took me a while from driving to listening to you guys at work. It's just an awesome podcast that I can relate to. So much so that when I'm in the car, my um, daughter says, Mom, are you listening to the Callie and Jeff show again? So we love you guys, and guys, keep up the good work. Love you guys. Hey, guys, this is Kennedy again. I just like your podcast because you got the song that said, Double the upside, double the upside at the end of the year. Yeah. Hi, Jeff and Callie. Just wanted to let you know I've been uh, listening since day one of the podcast, which I never had a podcast before. And I just want to let you know that I love your show. It makes me laugh and smile every day. Thank you. Bye-bye. Hey, Callie. Hey, Jeff. It's Erin from McDonald's. I'm calling because my sister got me one of your wine glasses and one of your Upsider shirts for Christmas, and I literally cried. It was a okay Christmas. My dad had to have open-heart surgery a few days before Christmas. Totally unexpected. So we did Christmas a week late. She made me open my present first so she could see it because she couldn't hold it in anymore. Um, you making such a difference in my life that I just wanted to call you guys and tell you thank you and to please, please, please keep up the work. It's like y'all are my best friends and along with my other best friends, I just talk about you like I see you every day. Thanks, guys. Bye. Callie, Jeff, it's Steve from Apopka. As far as your friend with the luggage, take it from somebody that travels a bunch. There's two types of luggage, carry-on and lost. Have a good one. Thanks. Bye. Here we go, baby. It is time to get up because we 